Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I got to have my guy, Greg Penniman, on here. Greg what is good, man? What is good? We're so close to that week seven. Hopefully, we get past this death week of uh, all these buys. Uh, got this get money too. Be back at it, you know. Got this hat match that matchup. It's been a little while, and uh, series is think the series is tied now. Let's go, you know. Is it tied? I feel like I, I, I had a little, little, little one streak. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Two, two, right there. But I, I thought it was three, two. I f- we haven't had a a. a tiebreak week i feel like okay all right so maybe it is two two all right i'll have to go check the math on that <laughs> but anyways uh week seven kind of did start we had thursday night football mm-hmm. so we're gonna preview that real quick but as we always do game part game previews part two and obviously got to give our starts of the week but if you are looking to listen to any of the 1 p.m game breakdowns that was on episode 206, Game Previews Part 1, so go back and check that out. But if you are here for the 4 p.m. games, the primetime games, that's what we're breaking down today. But as I mentioned, starting off the top with Thursday Night Football. So Thursday Night Takeaways as the Cleveland Browns undermanned uh, playing with a backup quarterback, a backup running back, um, receivers in and out of the lineup. Win 17-14, beating the Denver Broncos on the road. Greg, what was your first Thursday night takeaway? Um, probably first and really like only my major one that she should be shouted out, Deanna Johnson, of course, doing what he has to do for the spot start. Um, yeah, we, we said we get that RB2 performance, but you got that RB1 performance, I think, is going to probably definitely finish with these bye weeks. Uh, 22 carries, great volume, 146 yards, got the touch. Um, yeah, even with, I think, you think he still has a role as long as one of these guys are hurt, out, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, um, especially with this great offensive line, the style that they want to do, they still want to run the ball. They ran a total of 33 times. Uh, they're pretty much 50-50 on passing and running. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you have Deion Johnson, I mean, I think he will have some like little value with uh, going forward as long as Chubb and Connor, one of those guys, are out. Yeah, it's not going to be hard for him to finish as the as a RB one this week, man. Yeah. Six teams on by, twenty four point eight PPR points on the day, uh, and one hundred forty six rushing yards. I mean, like Love you it. said, this offensive line. Um, was just getting after this this Denver yeah. defense, and yep. we talked about the number of injuries that they had at the linebacker position, and I and I feel like that had something to do with it as well. Uh, you know, you got some inexperienced guys playing on the second level of that defense, and and that's where a lot of that that magic was happening because you know the offensive line is blocking, and he gets to the second level, and he starts making people miss and getting out of the open field, and he just, he, De'Aaron Johnson looked really good. I mean, looked they were talking about yes, absolutely. on the broadcast, his story, and how, you know, this guy was, you know, I found out after the game, he was like, D, he had DM'd every yep. AA, AAF team to try to get a tryout, ends up going to Orlando, uh, you know, as a guy from South Florida, so uh, ends up having a, a good season there, goes to the Cleveland Browns, and, you know, playing in that backfield, in that scheme and that offense, we talk about it all the time with Kevin Stefanski and that outside zone run scheme makes it easy for these backs and, and Darren Johnson uh, showed his stuff. So, I mean, we know that, that when Kareem Hunt is out, um, you know, he'll be out at, at least another two games here. Nick Chubb will be the lead guy. Darren Johnson will probably have some sort of role here uh, just because, you know, you got to keep you got to keep Nick Chubb healthy. Uh, we saw Demetric Felton get involved as well. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the my that was my takeaway is my first takeaway as well. My second takeaway is kind of what we talked about with Case Keenum, and uh, you know, I'm mentioning this like I don't know why I didn't pick the Browns to cover and win the game because 
Case Keenum, like I had said, was like a pretty good quarterback. Not a pretty good quarterback, but he's an okay, serviceable quarterback. He's not mm-hmm. going to sink your team, especially not a team like Cleveland that's going to, you know, has the offensive line that they do, has the run scheme that they do. So I think that this Cleveland Browns offense could potentially stay afloat here uh, in Baker Mayfield's absence. Greg, do you have another takeaway? Um, no, I'm, you know, I mean, I got to do it just because the Browns did play and Adele did have another bad game. <laughs> Six targets, only two receptions, catch rate still trash. He dropped another ball in and out the lineup. It's just like, there's no buying here. Never. You're never buying. <laughs> no, no, I'm a, I, I, I don't want anything to do with Odell. So I'll just say that right now. I'm, I don't, I don't really want to attach myself to Odell Beckham. That's it. I'm so we get shaded for his career, honestly. You beat me into submission here, Greg. <laughs> uh, I'm done. That's it. That's it. No, but it, you know, it was interesting. He 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 did have a bad game to start. Like he he's dropping a pass, like not even a pass. I think he dropped a couple in the first in that first half. Yeah, like slant routes, money catches for Odell. Like, and then he then he goes out on the sideline, try to make a diving catch, which he also drops and re-injures his shoulder that he's mm. that he's dealing with and then comes back and catches every other ball that was thrown his way which didn't make any sense mm-hmm. um so you know it was interesting to me because we we always talk about well you always talk about how this is a baker odell problem but this was case keenum so now it just seems like an odell problem so, <laughs> yeah like and then even uh, if he gets hot they'll just take him off to run the ball so it's not like they'll continue to throw to him i mean he's and, and he's he wasn't playing well, and then now he's hurt. So, like, he wasn't playing well, and now he's hurt. That's not a good combination. So, yeah, yeah I'm out. Um, I, I'm just going to vent. Like, this this Denver Broncos backfield, man, like, it has to do something. <laughs> like, Javante Williams managers, and I am one of them, right? Like, I have Javante Williams scattered through a bunch of leagues. Like, mm. we got lucky. Yeah, very lucky <laughs> with that touch. Very. <laughs> very. <laughs> Melvin right, Gordon yeah. got the touch too. You're you're lucky if you're a Melvin Gordon manager as well. Like, but at least that was like in the beginning of the game, or like was it the second? Was the se- the first uh, first drive, drive of the, of the second, second half? half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I don't know. That one felt more like this one felt cheap. You know, it was like garbage time. <laughs> like, it wasn't helping any. It did not help the Denver Broncos like win the game or come close to winning the game. I mean, it just felt very garbage timey. And you know, four four carries for twenty yards, seven catch or seven targets, six catches, thirty two yards, and then that one touchdown, uh, which was a ten yard touchdown. So if he doesn't get that touchdown, we're talking about fifty two scrimmage yards, fifty two scrimmage yards on ten touches for Javante Williams. Like I'm over it. I'm not over it because I'm gonna keep putting him in yeah. my lineup at yeah. times because the running back situation is just. Yeah, atrocious out there. Backs. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's just disappointing. It really is. I mean, maybe it's only week seven. A lot of things could happen, but it's just. Um. Yeah. I'm just gonna just gonna be upset about it over here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people should be in fantasy community. Like he was a popular sleeper. Uh, I mean, at least he got the six receptions. You know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess I have to correct myself, right? That that touchdown came with like five seventeen left in the fourth quarter, so it wasn't that like cheap, but it just it just felt like like I never watched that game thinking that oh Javante Williams is gonna break it open or something. It just yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's break down some games, Greg. Yes, sir. Sunday four five p.m. This game, it's about revenge. <laughs> it's all about revenge for everybody, right? You got the 0-6 Detroit Lions traveling <laughs> to Los Angeles to take on the 5-1 and Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are 15.5-point favorites here. In terms of the weather, we're good. DeAndre Swift for the Detroit Lions is questionable with a groin injury, the same groin he's been dealing with. TJ Hawkinson, questionable with the knee, the same knee injury he's been dealing with. Uh, defensive lineman Deshaun Hand ended up on injured reserve with a groin injury. And then offensive tackle Taylor Decker ended up on ends up on injured reserve with a finger injury. For the Rams, Sony Michelle, questionable with a shoulder. I mentioned 
the revenge status here because obviously you've got uh, Matthew Stafford of the L.A. Rams taking mm-hmm. on his former team in the Detroit Lions. And then you've got former Rams quarterback Jared Goff taking on his former team in the L.A. Rams. And that one has a little bit more injury because you got Sean McVay on the other side who willfully got rid of Jared Goff, trading draft capital and Jared Goff to get Matthew Stafford, which he clearly saw as a a a upgrade, a significant upgrade over Jared Goff. You're giving up that much draft capital and Jared Goff. You think that Matthew Stafford is significantly better than Jared Goff. <laughs> and yeah, I just find a lot of interest. I'm just intrigued by that storyline in this game. Greg, where are you at with the game and, and the fantasy matchup? Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. I'm going to take the Rams to win. I do think they're just a better football team in all facets of the game. No matter how hard Detroit Lions they play, they got his coach con- got their coach crying and everything. They, they're not going to survive uh, the D-line of the Rams. Starts the line of scrimmage. The rush game of the Rams. Like it's it's all Everything's an advantage for the Rams. Stafford is a QB1. Daryl Henderson. Give me all of Daryl Henderson this week. Like Favored. Uh, Sony Michelle's banged up. Like it's, it's RB one volume right here. Yeah, Darren Henderson's gonna get you a top five play. TJ Hawkins. I mean, uh, the receivers, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You're starting them, of course. Cooper Cup's gonna continue to heat up. I mean, continue to be on fire. Robert Woods is heating up and and doing a lot more. Uh, give me Tyler Higby as well as a, a tight end, low and tight end one in this matchup. And on Detroit side, the usuals, uh, Swift and Hawk. Um, yeah, that's all I really want to touch. I mean, if you're in a deeper league, Amon Ross A. Brown is probably going to be the other receiver getting uh, your receptions, uh, getting those targets. But, yeah, I still think it's going to be real rough for, for Jared Goff. No matter how hard he wants to play well, uh, yeah, you're taking your usuals. Yeah, man, uh, I'm with you, man. I take the under, taking the Rams to cover, taking the Rams to win. I mean, and that just means that we're expecting an absolute beatdown yeah. here because <laughs> – yeah, it could just go really bad for Jared Goff. I mean, obviously you you've got the Sean McVay component, but yep. Sean McVay knows yep. everything that Jared Goff can't do. Right. It's not like so, Dan Campbell knows what Matthew Stafford no, can do. Doesn't yeah. know anything. <laughs> yeah. He just knows what he saw when he watched the film before he took the job. That's all he knows. Yep. Like <laughs> But Jared uh Sean McVay was in games with with Jared Goff, understands what Jared Goff's weaknesses are, what gave them trouble, what what they had to try to do as an offense to play around Jared Goff. Yep, yep. So all of this is going to go straight to the defensive coordinator. Uh, So, you know, on the Detroit side, DeAndre Swift continues to be a borderline RB1. Mm -hmm. Honestly, feel like there's room for more there, you know, especially if he can get healthier as this season progresses. Hawkinson in a nice spot, you know. Again, the Jared Goff component is 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 scares me, and I, I'm not sure I want to attach myself too much to him in this reverse revenge game, whatever you want to call it. But um, I do like Amon Ross St. Brown. He's averaged 12 PPR points over right. the last three weeks. He's a wide receiver 36 in PPR leagues over over that time span. Um, you have to imagine that this game is going to be predicated on the quick passes. Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't strike me as a type that would garner attention from Jalen Ramsey. So I think it's set up in a nice way. He's averaging almost eight targets a game over these last three weeks. 21% target share actually leads the lines in red zone targets as well during that time span. I, I think he's, I think he's actually a sneaky, a sneaky decent play here in this spot. Uh, Daryl Henderson, Another phenomenal spot uh, oh, yeah. for him. Uh, you know, I, I almost wanted to go back-to-back starts of the week here, but I, like with Daryl Henderson because he was my start of the week last week. But uh, it's going to be a, a really nice spot for him. Uh, Cooper Cup again in line to finish as the wide receiver one or wide receiver two, however you want to split it. Uh, and the Matthew Stafford again here uh, in in his revenge game, QB one. Uh, I think. You know, I think Woods is again in line for a nice game. Has been has been bouncing back, but uh, believe that is going to be it for me. Um, yeah, I'm just intrigued yeah. by this by this game here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to the next matchup, it is the two and four Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 
four and two Las Vegas Raiders is a 49 point total. The Las Vegas Raiders are three point favorites here. Um, in terms of whether this game's in the dome, so no concern there. Uh, tight end for the Raiders, Nick Bowers. He's out with the. I don't even know what the injury is. Actually, to be honest with you, I'd never heard of Nick Bowers until I typed his name on this injury report. But Philadelphia, in terms of injuries, is okay. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Vegas Raiders to cover. I'm going to talk. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders to win this game. I I don't know, man. I completely flipped on Vegas this week. I said last week, you know, I want nothing to do with Vegas. Uh, you know, give me Darren Waller. That was it. But um, in that first game without John Gruden, obviously. I, you know, following everything that happened. And so, but they came out, they played motivated. They played like a team that has an agenda here. And so I, you know, Philadelphia has kind of been playing the opposite. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take Vegas to win this game. I, I love Derek Carr this week. Absolutely love him. Uh, think he's in a great spot. Uh, Darren Waller is bound for the bounce back week this week. And I, and I love the matchup for him. Uh, and then Josh Jacobs also on his way had a nice performance last week. I think he can he can repeat that. And then Henry Ruggs again, you know he's been he's been somebody that we highlighted coming into the season. Uh, hasn't always been uh, productive week in and week out, but he you know had three for 97 last week and a touch. I, I think a guy with that kind of upside, especially with the bye weeks, if you're missing a C.D. Lamb or or, or uh, Justin Jefferson or one of these guys, Henry Ruggs adds some nice boom play. Uh, into your lineup potentially and then for philadelphia uh, jalen hurts can't help but be a qb1 so that's i'm I'm just gonna continue to put him on my lineup and i like miles sanders this week he's kind of taking that backfield back away from kenneth gainwell so i'm I'm probably gonna uh lean towards playing him especially again with with the bye weeks and everything uh smith although he did not come through last week against tennis against tampa bay like him again this week he's getting the, the target share and i think quez watkins is is the you know the other auxiliary piece that we want to play in this game and then um i don't have it here in my notes but dallas goddard obviously if he's activated off the COVID list which i think he will be uh you know no zach Ertz, who we've seen a 20 percent target share over these last three weeks i think dallas goddard is back to that tight end one territory yeah i'm gonna put you on the over i'm gonna take the Eagles to go to cover. I'm going to take the Eagles to win. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a wild game. I think the Eagles find a way. They've been close in a lot of these games. I think they get it done. Uh, as far as the game, I agree with you. Derek Carr is in a good spot here. Josh Jacobs is also in a, a good spot for RB1, low in RB1 performance. Uh, <clears throat> and then the receivers, Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller, as far as, far as the top pass catchers, I'm trusting those two as well. Uh, on the Eagles side, Jalen Hurts walking QB1 every week, no matter what he does. Uh, so you, you got to play him as such. Uh, and as far as the running game, Miles Sanders, is getting, he's getting good efficiency last game. Uh, so I will hope they give him more carries. Uh, they seem to, you know, he had 6.2 yards per carry last week. Uh, they get positive plays on it. He's a top 30 play for me uh, on those 11 touches he got last week. And receiving Devontae Smith, I do like him to bounce back. Uh, his targets are still there and everything. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, getting him in the end zone and getting him uh, more uh, downfield as far as, uh, you know, this Eagles offense. Uh, and, yeah, Dallas Goddard bounced back up to where we, we projected him to be early in the year. Those Ertz was just fizzed out of this offense. They traded him instead, so that's even better. Uh, Dallas Goddard, top five play for me, I think, this week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, man, no matter how bad it looks for Jalen Hurts, he will he will finish the QB1. Yes, sir. It could be fourth quarter. He's got six minutes left to play. <laughs> he's like got 10 or 11 points, and he'll still finish as a QB1. I don't know how he does it. Crazy. Um, Moving on to this next matchup, 425 p.m., we got the 3-3 three and three Chicago Bears traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the five and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a 47 and a half point total. The Bucks are 12 and a half point favorites here. In terms of the weather, there is going to be some rain in this game. So definitely um, want to look out for that. Uh, and then on terms of the, in terms of the injuries, Jimmy Graham is out because he is placed on the COVID IR with a positive COVID test. So, he will be out of this game uh, to Sean Gibson, the safety. He's out with a hip injury. Damian Williams is also still out 
uh, as he tested positive for COVID as well. So he, he continues to be out after missing last week uh, on Tampa Bay. Richard Sherman is out with a hamstring. Levante David is out with an ankle. Antonio Brown is also out with an ankle. And then Rob Gronkowski is out with a ribs injury. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Tampa to cover. I'm going to take Tampa to win, even with their injuries that banged up. Uh, but on Tampa's side, Tom Brady is just going to rely on Mike Evans and Goblin all day. So I still like Tom Brady in this matchup. Uh, I like both Mike Evans and Goblin to give you high-end wide receiver twos. Both of them probably could finish with a wide receiver one week. Uh, all these targets are going to funnel to them. Um, and Tyler Johnson, if you're you know in a deeper league and you need to get an ad, it could be uh, the replacement for AB. But I'm, I'm more willing to just rely on those two that you know Mike Evans and Goblin gets all the targets. Leonard Fournette, I love him in this matchup. Continue to play him uh, as you know low in RB one with all these bye weeks. And yeah, on the Bears side, they are continue to you know rely on this run game. So if you know Damian Williams can't go, he won't be activated. We'll find out probably tomorrow. But uh, I want like Khalil Herbert if he can't go as a high in RB two, got some RB one upside. They're probably going to use him in both the carries and targets game because that's how you know teams usually attack the Tampa Bay defense with their running backs. Uh, and as far as the passing game, I'm out on Allen Robinson. Um, I have to see it. I'm all just probably gonna you know play Darnell Mooney. It's the only intrigue I see in this in this matchup as a pass catcher. I'm gonna take the under here, taking Chicago to cover, taking Tampa Bay to win. Uh, it's yeah, I I hear you what you're saying with Khalil Herbert. I was gonna say I, I, it's tough to play him, but he'll get some sort of volume through through the pass game, and you know Chicago wants to run the football. Yeah, so, they do. They really um, do. Khalil Herbert will get the ball here. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm especially with these bye weeks and whatnot. I, I'm willing to flex him this week. Uh, Justin Fields, I think he could be. He could have a good game. It's it, if there was a game that I had to pick on the schedule, it'd be this one. Tampa Bay's obviously we know what they've been dealing with in the secondary. Mm. Uh, Justin Fields is not the Chicago offense is not going to be able to sit back and run this this game plan where it's ball control and and and, and run the clock. They're gonna have to keep pace with Tom Brady and this Bucks offense. The their def they're going against a defense that's pretty good against the run, and so they're gonna have their issues there. So they're gonna have to pass. And Justin Fields, he's gonna scramble enough as well to make an to make some kind of plays with his legs as well. Uh, Darnell Mooney is the Bears' leader in target share since Justin Fields took over. So you know, continue to trot him out there, especially in this matchup. Allen Robinson, though, is not too far behind in those targets. He's seeing a 25% target share to Mooney's 28% target share. Again, it's just a smaller pie that we're dealing with here. Right. So I, I continue to I would I would trot Allen Robinson out there this week, especially this week in this matchup. You know, especially considering the situations that we're dealing with. And then Ooh. I'm moving him. I'm moving him <laughs> right after this. Week. I promise. <laughs> Um, oh man, his highest week is wide receiver forty-seven. Oh, I get it. I I Ooh. totally understand. But this is this is if there's a game on the schedule and the target, it's not like he's got a sixteen percent target share. We're talking about a twenty-five percent target share. So if that pie gets bigger, his slice gets larger. I'm I this is this is purely uh, a process play. Got you. I'll be willing to still play him over Odell, so I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would – if you could put yourself in your lineup over Odell, Greg, you think you could do it. But uh, I'm going to go Tom Brady, obviously a QB1. Look, man, Lenny, he's an RB1 without a doubt. Yes, sir. Like, I, like, yes, sir. I, like, I have no question about it. Um, the, the matchup the matchup is good for him. The, he's going to get the volume. He's going to get the touchdown opportunity. He's going to get receptions. Uh, I, 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 I don't know how many. There's probably maybe eight or nine running backs I'd rather have in fantasy than, than Leonard Fournette right now, and if, if, I'm, if I'm being honest. I mean, just from a, a, what, he's, what he, his role every week and what he is asked to do for that offense – uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin definitely get that bump without AB, um, and then I think OJ Howard gets one too uh, with with Gronk out as well. So uh, curious to see how this game 
turns out because Justin Fields, Allen Robinson, they're both on fantasy watch. And if it doesn't happen this week, it's never going to (laughs) happen. All right, let's move on. Sunday, 425, we've got the 1-5 Houston Texans traveling to Arizona to take on the 6-0 Arizona Cardinals. 17.5-point favorites, those Arizona Cardinals are, and a 47.5-point total. The This game is in a dome, so there's no weather concerns there. Uh, in terms of injuries, Rashard Lawrence is out with a calf for the Arizona Cardinals. Daryl Daniels is out with a hamstring. Kylie Fitz is on injured reserve with a concussion. And then Chandler Jones is out with an illness. Houston, on the other hand, is okay in this game. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Arizona to cover. I'm going to take Arizona to win. Kyler Murray, K1, is a QB yes, sir. for sure. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins' revenge game. This is no true. Bill O'Brien, but we still a DeAndre Hopkins revenge game. This is true. Yeah, so, he, he doesn't like the ownership or anything. So, you know, he's no, against the whole organization. <laughs> wide receiver one finish. Definitely coming this week. Uh, Chase Edmonds in as a mid-range RB2. James Conner also slides in as an, as an RB2 as well. Uh, good game script, favorable game script for him. Christian Kirk is Probably the auxiliary wide receiver that I want to play, but I'm. I will say I am playing Rondell Moore in some spots. Don't at me. For Houston, it's one man. It's Brandon Cooks. Yes, sir. You love it. it. You love it. Yeah, predictable. They got the good matchup. So yeah, I want that. <laughs> Greg, where are you at, man? Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Arizona to cover as well, and Arizona to win. Um. Yeah, I'm with you on Houston side. It's all Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks again. On the Cardinals side, Tyler Murray, QB1, as usual. Uh, Chase Edmonds, I do like both of the running backs. Uh, just, again, you're using them with these bye weeks. Definitely Chase Edmonds and James Conner as a sliding from that RB3 to RB2 territory. D-Hop, I'm wanting to see more of those targets, but he does so much. Whatever he gets, he's going to dog, give you a wide receiver one performance. Uh, yeah, and uh, Christian Kirk seems to have been the the scale was tilting uh, back and forth for early in the season, but Christian Kirk seems to be getting that it was a little bit roll. Uh, I'm still on stash mode with Rondo Moore, but I'm getting a little more impatient week by week. So. <laughs> yeah, no, and and you know you made a you made a good point off air last week um, about Zach Ertz Zach and Ertz, how yeah. that's going to affect Rondell Moore potentially because there is more mouths to feed in this offense and. You know, Ron Zach Ertz is coming from an offense. I don't, I don't think either one of us spoke about him, but you know, I I, I think you could, I think he's definitely in play. Yeah. Um. But there's there's a, there's a there's a situation right where Zach Ertz is coming from a team. He like Zach Ertz throughout his career has like eight, seventeen, eighteen, twenty percent target shares, mm. sometimes even higher. And then this is an offense that the tight end was seeing like a nine. 9, 10, 13% target share. So right. you have to imagine that they'll meet somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, you don't trade for a player to not use him. At least right. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's curious to see what happens with Rondell Moore. Um, I will say he had four rush attempts last week. There was three or four. So, you know, we've seen Chase Edmonds get banged up at time. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Just saying, Rondell Moore probably, like you said, is a stash, but I think that a role for him is like closer than we might think. But um, yeah. Either way, moving on to this next matchup, Sunday Night Football, 8:20 p.m. The two and four Indianapolis Colts travel to Santa Clara to take on the two and three San Francisco 49ers. 44 and a half point total. Niners are four and a half point favorites. In terms of the weather here, there is a 99, according to Kevin Roth, uh, who does some weather work for Roto Grinders, 99% (laughs) chance of rain and thunderstorms in this game. Mm. Uh, In terms of injuries, Rocky Asin, uh, defensive back, is out with an ankle. By the way, the Colts 
Like, nobody's playing. Uh, Rocky <laughs> said out with an ankle. Uh, Braden Smith out with a foot. Jordan Wilkins out with an illness. Paris Campbell has a foot injury. He's on IR. Julian Blackman, he's out when he tore his Achilles in practice on Wednesday. Um, for the San Fran side, Trent Williams, he's doubtful with an ankle and an elbow. Uh, Javon Kinlaw out with a knee. Jamichael Hasty will be making his return to the backfield to muddle it up some more for us. Um, Maurice Hurst out out with a I don't have the injury here, but Trey Lance out with the knee, so no vulturing Jimmy Garoppolo here this week. My stream of the week. Who again? Ninety nine ninety nine percent chance are in. Who knows? But Greg, what you tell us what you think? Uh, yeah, hopefully maybe you know NFL's been doing a good job of just kind of delaying the game during heavy rain, so maybe you know we get some good weather when they play. But I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Colts to cover. But I'm gonna take San Fran to win the game. Um, as far as the if it's gonna be raining crazy uh, on the indie side, uh, Carson Wentz has been hasn't been killing you. He's been keeping his picks down as a, only one pick on the year, nine touchdowns. Been that's pretty good. I think he does have some QB two value, especially all the bye weeks. I think you can slide him in to, to not kill you. Uh, well, all the injuries though, with Ty being out, Paris being out, uh, continue. Hopefully, Michael Pittman getting that heavy target share that it should the healthy players we want to see you know out there, Pittman and JT. JT should be continue to hopefully get the ball. We won't see no Marlon Mack five carries and nothing like that. I mean, we might see it still, but I do like JT in this matchup. Uh, continue to, to roll him out as a, a low on RB1. And if he gets the ball five more times, yeah, he could be a top three play. Uh, and for the uh, 49ers side, uh, Jimmy G um, is in a good spot here. Hopefully, you know, these reins don't affect both these quarterbacks. Uh, and as far as the receivers, you're just continuing to roll out Debo Samuel. Uh, George Kittle, yeah, it's tough. But yeah, you're, you're, George you're, Kittle's you're, on IR, so you know yeah, he's out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Roz Dwelly, you you probably added him if you were a George Kittle manager. Um, yeah, you're rolling him out there uh, in these bye weeks, especially. Uh, you're probably having a, in a tough spot. Uh, some other than that, the only running back I'm attempting to trust is Eli Mitchell uh, as a RB three play. So I also failed to mention in terms of what, when I was talking about the weather, there also is uh, 20 mile per hour winds expected in this game. Mm. So uh, maybe uh, I'll change I'll that actually, to that under. <laughs> I'll actually just read. Yeah, right. I'm going to change. That's a good point. Change yeah. this to this under here. Uh, so I'm just going to read exactly what Kevin Roth has in his report. Increasingly confident in very ugly weather for San Fran. Models continue to show rain all game and likely heavy rain at that. Plus, we'll see winds gusting over 20 miles per hour. It's wet. It's windy. It's downright ugly, ugly, and I expect the passing game will struggle because of it. I'm expecting a grinded out run and D kind of game. So, JT. <laughs> you would you would like to imagine, but we'll see. I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take San Fran to cover. I'm going to take San Fran to win. Michael Pittman. Having he was having a good season, he's uh mm-hmm. in terms of target share, it's just not showing up in the box score every week. Uh, so someone I would probably look to buy if I could, It'd probably you know, use this weather as a <laughs> as an opportunity, yeah, by a low uh, like, moment. Yep, like you said, Carson Wentz, he's been playing well, and I, I like again, I liked him prior to the reports of this rain, so um, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen there, yeah, uh. VJT, like that's, that's really man. just it. Just VJT, like I like I just two words. That's it. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, stream him up, uh, and then you know Debo Samuel for the Niners will continue to be you know the lead the lead guy there. Uh, especially, I think he's probably the least affected wide receiver in this <laughs> in this weather. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. It'll be fine. He'll just get like five more rush attempts because of it. Uh, and then Jimmy G, who is my stream of the week, the weather scares me a little bit. So I'm probably going to pull off that a little bit. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is probably is the guy in the backfield that I want to play, though. Yeah. Um, moving on to this next matchup, this last matchup here, we've got Monday Night Football, 8.15 p.m. The 3-2 and two New Orleans Saints traveled to Seattle to take on the 2-4 and four Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 43 and a half point total. The New Orleans Saints are three point favorites. Uh, 
in terms of the weather, this actually, this game here, I uh, also expect it to be some rain. There's going to be a, a wet weekend this weekend, so uh, be mindful of, of that when setting your lineups and everything. But 91% chance of rain expected in this game. Uh, Deontay Harris uh, and Taysom Hill, DMPs, uh, both questionable. Uh, I think Deontay Harris is dealing with some kind of lower extremity injury and Taysom Hill is dealing with a concussion. Um, the Saints actually are also getting a bunch of guys back as well. So that'll be, uh, I'm sure that'll be a nice boost for them. Alex Collins was questionable, uh, did not participate in practice with a groin injury. Uh, so it looks like he might not play in this game. Uh, DK Metcalf. He was questionable, did not participate in practice with a foot injury. And then Rashad Penny uh, is returning from injured reserve. We don't know how long he'll be returning for. It's likely he could end up back on the injured reserve, just Rashad Penny being Rashad Penny. But looks like he will be the starting running back, potentially. That's what the reports say, which is kind of – I don't know. I just yeah, that's, that's that he what just leapfrogs yeah. like DJ Dallas like right away. But I don't yeah, know. It could be a depth chart thing. You know, they might they might not actually use him as a starter numbers. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man? Oh wait, um, uh, you did the last matchup. I'm yeah. Gonna, uh, I'm actually going to. So I'm going to take the over here. I'm actually yeah. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Saints to cover. And I'm going to take the Saints to win this game. Uh, Alvin Kamara in line to be an RB1 this week. Uh, this rain makes it tough to love Jameis, but I do like the matchup. Uh, if I had someone to play in this past game, it would be Marquez Calloway. And I'm not playing anybody on the Seattle side. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to take uh, the over. I'm going to take the Saints to cover. I'm going to take the Saints to win. Um, on the same side, yeah, Jameis, this is a stretch for him, like, you know, we talked about before the bye, he's got a really good schedule coming up, um, his touchdown interception ratio, you know, has been very solid, 12 to 3, so that's, that's great, um, I, I play him in some spots, because, you know, with the bye weeks, he could, could be too performance for me, Alvin Kamara, though, is the only other person I want, and Marcus Callaway, uh, especially with Deontay Harris being banged up, I think he's a play, and, yeah, on Seattle side, I mean, you still got. I want DK still. I still want DK. And I mean, if that's if he's playing, is DMP? Yeah, that's true. Dealing with the foot. That's true. It's, that's my only question. If he plays, I could put him out there. But I, reading this now, 96% chance of rain. That so went up from 91 to 96. <laughs> and there's 19 miles per hour of wind. Oh man, expected in this game as well. So. Be mindful of that. Yo, just start DK Metcalf at running back, honestly. All your running backs are hurt. <laughs> be fine. Pete Carroll still wants to run the ball. But, I mean, I'm Kyle a... Kyle Lockett at quarterback, DK Metcalf yep. at running back. I yes, like sir. it. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir. Uh, I have a lot of these Seattle running backs, Carson, Alex Collins. So, uh, if you're in a spot like me, you're probably forced to pick up DJ Dallas or Rashad Penny to have a fill-in this week. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who would be the one to get more carries or more touches, you would think, yeah, it would be DJ Dallas, but uh, just because he's more, he's been more active. He's played football uh, recently. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I will curious to see how this backfield plays out. And we, you know, if you have to make a decision, that's tough because it's on Monday night football, but yeah. I think I would still take the shot on DJ Dallas. If I had, like, if I had to play one of those guys, I'd probably be, he, I mean, he saw five targets last week. You have to imagine they're not going to give Rashad Penny this massive workload when he first. Yeah. Then again, it's Seattle, so like they really. They do make sense ever. Yeah, true. <laughs> Pete Carroll's like, like Chris Carson's going to be fine. And next day he goes on IR. Like it's crazy. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, Alex Collins is going to practice today. I think he'll do that, and then just doesn't practice. Like what is it, going on? <laughs> it's like oh Rashad Penny, you're back from injury. Here's 25 carries. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let's move on to this money time, man. These yes, stars week here. And you know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling froggy, so I'm going to leap. Going with this quarterback start of the week here, Ryan Tannehill versus Woo. Kansas City. Greg said they got to show us twice, man. Yes. So I think all the attention for the Chiefs will be on Derrick Henry. 
Again, Taney is getting his weapons back, healthy. Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and no team has allowed more fantasy points per drop back on the season than Kansas City. This game has by far the highest total on the week. There's no rain. There's no wind. Start Tannehill up. I like that for sure, especially with all these bye weeks. Tannehill is going to be in a lot of lineups this week uh, with a lot of confidence. But I'm going to go, you know, hints to him, Aaron Rodgers going against Washington. Uh, he's QB 13 on the year thus far, uh, but I expect top five, top three performance for him in this cake matchup against Washington, giving up over, over 300 yards, almost three touchdowns to quarterbacks. Uh, the key for Rodgers, you know, is getting it down the field. Um, he's top 10 in his position in deep ball attempts. Uh, those are passes that are 20 yards or long in the air. But he's only completing like 29% of those passes, so I'm expecting Rodgers to get that up. That's that's very on Rodgers-like uh, for one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, his receivers on the perimeter have cake matchups. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting three touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers, maybe four. I'm just letting you know. Oh yeah, oh man. And then I was, you know, I was listening to JJ Zacharyson the other day talked about Devonte Adams and his yards to touchdown conversion and how he, he, he should have more touchdowns yes, than sir. he does he right now. And if there's a blow-up spot, this is it. So, yes, sir. Uh, Greg, my running back start of the week. The people need to hear it. I've been waiting to do this for, like, ever, man. Cordero Patterson, Ooh. first the Miami Dolphins. Patterson is the RB4 on the over the last three weeks. Averaging 23.1 PPR points per game. Had 21 touches in his last game against the New York Jets. Gets to go against the Miami defense that is 10th in PPR points allowed to running backs over the last three weeks. Fourth on the year in targets per game to the running back position. Their third in rushing touchdowns allowed uh, to running backs. They've given up nine total touchdowns on the year to running backs. Seven rushing, two receiving. Uh, as we know, Patterson gets it done v- Either way, rushing to receiving has five touchdowns already on the year. I think he's going to have himself a day here. Yeah, man. Waiver wide pickup of the year continuing. Yo, you got to <laughs> keep it going. Uh, you said you don't want to do the back-to-back, but I'm going to just do it for us. Daryl Henderson going against Detroit. I like, knew this it. Match, yes. This matchup is so good, man. You know we <laughs> like to attack that Detroit rush defense. Uh, he's tied for RB9 and fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. I'm willing to even buy high on this guy as far as leagues, uh, getting RB1 opportunities and carries, uh, top 12 in routes run at 20 per game. His floor is there, and the matchup just makes it all, gives you all the upside that you need. Uh, Detroit giving up the six most rushing yards to running backs at 114 per game. They're going to be favored. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a multi-touchdown day for Henderson. No, I love this one, man. I I, I knew that you were gonna. I knew you were gonna do it. I knew you were gonna do it for FFDX and get yes, it done. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wide receiver start of the week. I really, I really like this Carolina offense, and so I find a way to get myself into it. DJ Moore going up against the New York Giants, 15th in PPR points uh, by wide receivers. DJ Moore is at 17.2 PPR points per game. New York Giants are sixth. Over the last three weeks in PP, PPR points allowed to wide receivers on the season, on the, well, on the year, rather, the Giants have allowed a 71.9% catch rate to wide receivers, which is the second highest in the league. They've also allowed 7% of their opponents' targets to, wide, to opposing wide receivers to go for touchdowns, which is eighth in the NFL. DJ Moore's been balling. He's the lead target getter for the Panthers. I expect that to continue. Also like Robbie Anderson this week though too, so uh, you know I think you could even co-start the co-start them as wide receiver starters for the week. I do like that for sure. Uh, I'm going with Calvin Ridley going against Miami. Uh, I'm trying to catch this blow spot. I wanted the uh, Calvin Ridley just set up for a great map opportunity here. Miami's been both bad against the rush and the pass this year uh, with running backs and wide receivers. On a team, Calvin Ridley is on with a pass 41.4 uh, pass plays a game. That's second in the league. High volume there. Uh, he's running a lot of routes. I think this is a great spot for him. Cordell Patterson, we know he's going to eat. Calvin Ridley is going to be that second guy for Matt Ryan, who's obviously, if you like both these guys, Matt Ryan's definitely played too. Definitely, man. I like that one. Uh, my tight end start of the week. I'm, this is I'm calling I'm calling the shot. I'm calling him out. Darren Waller. Got to have a big-time game here this week uh, and, and really have that tight end one week that we expect when, when we draft a player like him in round two or round three. The matchup is set up nice here, too, against Philadelphia. 
Uh, like I said, I like Derek Carr a lot this week. Uh, and Darren Waller is his number one guy. So I think that uh, Darren Waller's got to have that kind of game this week. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to go a little deep in the bag, but not too deep. Heavy streamer this week. Got to go Ricky Sills-Jones going against the Houston Texans defense. They're horrible against tight ends this year, uh, you know, giving up the third most points uh, in PPR leagues. And just in general, this guy has been active and getting way more usage uh, with the, with this team. having gone from four targets to nine and six targets last week, being a huge filler for Logan Thomas. Uh, and I think he continues that uh, and gets in the end zone. Nah, man, I definitely like that one. Uh, he was also one of my guys last week. So, you know, definitely got to gotta uh have he's been having a good season Logan Thomas has been out so definitely like that um all right man let's let's get on to that that get money man and to change it's been so long since we played I don't even know but uh, I feel like the odd week I took first and week one first pick okay yeah I feel like you did so this is an odd week, so it's your week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, Greg. Go ahead. Take, take, take <laughs> I feel like somebody. I'm, I just keep saying that. Just so I can get first. Right. Just so you can keep, <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm sure there's somebody keeping track at home. I know, right? I know. I know. Like, uh, Greg's a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough, though. There's a lot of guys I really like want to get in my lineup, but I'm going to yeah. go Daryl Henderson first. Uh-huh. Lock that in. As my RB1 at 8,000. I like this volume. Uh, Devontae Adams, wide receiver mm-hmm. one, 9,000. <laughs> uh, all right. So I might as well take Aaron Rodgers now. <laughs> yeah. I be, so I can eat from that. Uh, as my quarterback, 7,900. Slot him in there. QB start of the week. The game within the game. I'm actually going to take my running back start of the week in Cordero Patterson, 8,000. Word, since you took Devontae Adams, uh, I'm going to take Cooper Cup as my wide receiver one at 8,800. I have some money, so I'm going to slide down to the next best wide receiver on the slate. Okay. I'm, like, wondering now, should I put Cordell Patterson at running back or a wide receiver? Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go... Oh man, I'm actually gonna go Miles Sanders, fifty nine hundred. Okay. Okay. Uh, for my second wide receiver, I'm gonna take Calvin Ridley, my wide receiver start of the week, uh, seventy three hundred. For my second wide receiver, I'm actually gonna take DJ Moore, seventy seven hundred. I like that because my third wide receiver. Robbie Anderson at 5,500 in that same matchup against the Giants. Uh, For my tight end, I'm going to go Darren Waller, 6,800, my tight end start of the week there. Uh, As my RB2, I'm going to go as my honorable mention start of the week, Damian Harris going against the Jets at 6,800. Yeah, slot him in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Hold on, sorry. Trying to make some decisions over here. For my third wide receiver, I'm gonna go Allen Robinson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, for my flex, I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle. It's gonna eat up a lot of PPR, half PPR, even even Sandal contest. But I like him in this matchup. Fifty nine hundred, super cheap. So I'm sliding there flex. All right. So with my flex spot, I'm actually gonna go Michael Carter. Okay. Of the New York Jets. 5,600. Uh, and then I tied in. I'm going to take my tight end start of the week. Ricky Sills-Jones, 5,400. Uh, yeah, going against Green Bay. Um, For my 
defense. I'm actually going to take the Jets' defense, 3,300. They're going up against the Jets' offense gives up the most fantasy points to to defenses, but the Mm -hmm. New England offense gives up the second most. Okay. So, low-key. So, I'm going to pick the Jets here. Word. Uh, my defense, I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. My defense is extremely weak. Uh, going against Philly at 4,200. And, yeah, there it is. Uh, for me, I'm going – got one more spot here. It's my quarterback. And 7,600, my quarterback start of the week here, Ryan Tannehill. So, Love that's it. that. All right, Greg, read it off, man. So, I got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback at 7,900. I have Daryl Henderson, my running back start of the week, at 8,000 with Rodgers. Damian Harris, RB2, 6,800 going against the Jets. Cooper Cup is my wide receiver one at 8,800. Calvin Ridley at my wide receiver two spot, 7,300. Robbie Anderson going against the Giants at 5,500 is my wide receiver three. Ricky Seals-Jones tied in at 5,400. Jalen Waddle at my flex at 5,900. And my defense, the Las Vegas Raiders going against Philadelphia for 4200. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't even saying anything important. So it's, it's all oh, that's good. cool. It's all good. <laughs> my my for my lineup I got my quarterback start of the week Ryan Tannehill 7600, Miles Sanders at, run, at running back 5900, Cordero Patterson as my other running back for 8000, Devontae Adams uh, as my wide receiver one for 9,000. DJ Moore is my wide receiver two. My start of the week, 7,700. Allen Robinson, my wide receiver three, 5,800. Darren Waller, my tight end start of the week at 6,800. Michael Carter, uh, 5,600 in my flex. And then the Jets defense, 3,300. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens, man. Yes, sir. Chips fall where they may. But Everybody, we appreciate y'all kicking it with us for the game previews part two. Make sure you uh, come back next week as we do the the week seven recap and look ahead to some waivers for week eight. Good luck this weekend, y'all. Make sure to stay plugged in with those games, plugged in with us. Make sure you're following the accounts at FF Diagnostics. Make sure you're following Greg. At we underscore made it on Instagram at G Money underscore Truth on Twitter. You can follow me at JR Football Nerd. Until next time, y'all have a good one, and we are out of here. Peace. Yeah.